Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Just before the summer, the key member states linked to the OECD, including Ireland, agreed that a floor rate of 15% should be placed on corporation tax rates to avoid companies playing one country off against another. Needless to say, this was a major concession from Ireland, where the corporation tax rate has been solid and steady at 12.5% for more than two decades. Now the European Union has agreed to implement that new corporation tax rate of 15%, but there are still quite a few hurdles in place and the big companies can still use their size for tax advantages. Sasha Kearns is with Grant Thornton and joins me now on the line. Good morning, Sasha. Good morning, Joe. Can you remind us, Sasha, just how significant this globally agreed floor of 15% corporation tax might be? Yes, it seems we've been talking about this for a long time, Joe, but it's good to see the movement last Tuesday from EU member states that they are going to move forward with the Council's directive to implement this. So this is a minimum effective corporation tax rate um, of 15%, which will apply to multinationals with global turnover of greater than 750 million. Um, it doesn't require... Um, countries to set a floor of 15%, but will give them the ability to to charge a top-up tax to bring the effective tax up to 15% if it's below that in their country. Um, Which it is in Ireland. Exactly. So, well, Ireland is going to take a little bit of a different approach, actually, Joe. What Ireland is going to do and what the um, Minister Pascal who announced was that what we will do is for companies with global turnover greater than 750 million, they will pay a tax rate of 15%. But for companies with turnover below that, we will maintain our 12.5% rate. Right. So that's the way we are going to approach it from an Irish perspective. We are going to put that floor of 15% in place. Um what it's done, obviously, from a, an EU perspective is the EU is, the, is obviously the OECD has been driving that, which is about 140 com- countries globally. From an EU perspective, they decided to move forward with this and obviously to implement this legislation, it needs to come forward in the form of a directive um, that was initially published last December. But for a directive to be implemented from an EU perspective, you need unanimity. And if people have been reading the papers, we see that initially Poland objected to it and then subsequently Hungary. So those objections have now been withdrawn, which means we can move forward. And really, countries are interested in what's the potential implementation date. What we're seeing is it's likely to be implemented for EU member states will need to be in law by the 31st December 2023 obviously with an effective date post that. Now, there are still so there's qu- the kind of timelines, yeah, we're there's, looking at. There's, there's still quite a few hurdles, as I mentioned, like especially in the United States. Is there a chance that this whole deal could fall apart? I think there's been too much movement around it, Joe, and I think why it can't fall apart is what we're now seeing is that um, countries are now looking to move forward on um, on an individual basis. So they'll go and implement legislation like this within their own territories to have an effective minimum rate. The challenge with that is when you're dealing with multinationals with presence in loads and loads of different territories, it means they'll have myriads of legislation in different territories trying to see, achieve the same thing, which really is going to cause huge complication. And I suppose just to put it in context, there was a really interesting study in 2021, which was commissioned by the European Parliament, which showed even from an EU perspective, with all the different types of legislation we have across the EU and all the patchwork of legislation the EU has tried to layer on top of that, the view is that there's a tax take loss of about 270 billion in 2020 because we don't have a harmonised system. Wow, that's a, that's, um, that's a lot of money that's falling through the cracks. 
a huge amount and also that the compliance cost for businesses was about 80 billion trying to comply with all the legislation in the individual countries. So there's a real shift now in the EU, but also more globally, to try and create more harmonised systems. So when a directive comes in, the same legislation is obviously implemented in each country, but obviously then you have the requirement for the relevant tax authorities to obviously then interpret that legislation. So hopefully we'll see an element of discussion around that from a tax authority's perspective and some harmonisation going forward as now, well. I businesses. mentioned at the start that companies will still be able to use their cleverness to avoid avoid tax to a certain extent. Remember that the, the so-called uh, low-tax jurisdictions or tax havens, they they won't be a, a, a applying a 15% minimum tax. So w- will the big companies still be able to avoid and use something that's called um, base erosion profit shifting? The challenge is, or the, the view is that this will, will move away from that, Joe. Obviously not some of the havens aren't included at an OECD level, but what we're seeing is a huge amount of, say, for example, intellectual property has been onshored into a lot of jurisdictions. We're moving towards a situation from a global tax perspective of substance that really you need to see, you need to have people on the ground supporting the functions in order to generate profits in that country. And transfer pricing then layered on top of that, which ultimately is an arm's length principle that needs to apply between intergroup transactions actions is also supporting the right profits are paid in the right jurisdiction. Well, that's, um, the, that's the key point, isn't it? That countries like France and Germany were going crazy that of all the sales that some of these technology companies were earning in their countries with large markets, they were being taxed in much smaller markets, including Ireland and Luxembourg. Yep. And that's, this is where this is where we're moving towards. Like ESG as well has had a huge influence on the tax world around transparency, paying the right tax in the right place, and paying your fair share of tax. And if you read any of the the documents that the EU are producing, that's really the rhetoric that's coming out of it. Um, there is a view that with Pillar Two, while people think, oh, it's the big global companies, like for example in Ireland, um, the stats that were produced when um, the minister made the announcement of the fifteen percent is that it'll apply to fifty six Irish multinationals and one hundred and fifty. 50 foreign old multinationals in Ireland and people go well that's not a big number but a lot of those businesses drive what happens underneath it and the view is that as a result of the rate and the level playing field we'll see decisions around where businesses set up be very much driven by people by functions by supply chains and by where they own assets going forward so we are going to see movement in in the global world so your glass ha- your glass half full on, on the implementation Sasha thank you very much for joining us that's Sasha Cairns tax partner with Grant Thornton Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.